Before we jump into this episode, let's hear from our friend Joseph and the Cognitive Discourse. Why, hello there. I'm about to make a prediction. And that prediction is, you like podcasts. If that's true, then make your way over to the Cognitive Discourse, where we have monologues, short stories, and open discussions. And every now and then I get a little ranty. If this sounds like something you're interested in, then go check us out. We're streaming on all major platforms, and hell, we're even on YouTube. New episodes out every Friday. I hope to see you there. I am Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. My guest this time making their second appearance here on a Super Cool Radio. It's been over a year since I've had them on the show. Coming up very soon, they have a new album entitled Medicine that will be released on June 11th. Please welcome from the Bay Area, a high-energy stoner rock and roll band with hints of doom and black metal. They are white, fuzzy, bloodbath. Yes, we are. Hell yeah. Yes, we are. Thanks for having us back, buddy. <laughs> of course. And making up White Fuzzy Bloodbath with me at this time, we have Jeff on drums and Elise or Little Jeff on bass <laughs> and vocals. That's me. <laughs> it's great to have you guys on again. I had a great time interviewing you guys, and I can't believe it's been over a year since That's I've had crazy. White Fuzzy Bloodbath on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't really seem that long, but here we are. You've had us musically on the show, just oh, yeah. not live in the flesh, or video camera in the flesh. Video camera in the flesh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live and in the digital. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know uh, you guys have been very busy for the last 12 months. You've, you've released an EP, you have a new album coming out, you're playing some killer shows. So before we like really talk about everything you guys got going on, I did want to talk about the Live at Earth Tone Recording Company EP you guys released. How was it writing and recording the EP? So that was super cool. Like um, Those are literally the first three songs we wrote together as a group. Um, we kind of started like sharing songs and ideas and stuff and, and did a little work at home studios. We didn't even get a practice studio until like the second week of March. And then like a month later we were in the studio. So it was a crazy whirlwind. And like, I feel like we just, we were all like really nervous and we just went in and we just killed it. And it was awesome. So, yeah. I think we had six practices yeah, six before six or seven, something like that. It was, yeah, it was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we had just finished writing the last song uh, when we went in to record it. It was like, we finished it two weeks beforehand. So, but you know, we're all professionals. So we were able to bang it out and come up with some good shit. Definitely right on. I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, but for like you guys, how was it um, like writing um, you know, the first songs as a group, did you guys like click or was there like, uh, did you have to like feel some stuff out or how was it for you guys? Oh yeah. It was just like super seamless. I mean, when we started getting this all together, 
we were all living in very different areas. Like I was living in a trailer in Paradise, California, and Jeff was in the Bay Area and Alex was in North Bay. So we weren't even living together. So literally like one of us would like take our phones and like record what we did and be like, hey guys, what do you think of this? So a lot of it was just us recording and then sending it to each other. And then like very, very limited practices because we didn't have our own space for a really long time. So it was just like, you know, we like I've worked with Jeff for many years and then like I've worked with Alex for many years and it was just super seamless, just clicked. Yeah, everything just really clicked together very quickly and uh, in the studio as well. So yeah, it was actually great. We uh, We did, I think, three or four takes of each song. But when we got back into the studio and listened to them back, we ended up taking the first take of each song, which that's never happened before. Yeah. So and Jeff had a bliss attack. I did. I had a total <laughs> I had a total meltdown. Like I it would have been a really hard year for me. And like it was just just to hear what we had accomplished in just like six practices, like my brain broke. <laughs> like we were at the studio listening to him back and he's like oh my god this is amazing he's like i didn't expect it to be this amazing yeah and then i was like oh god we gotta calm down jeff because he still has to do vocals <laughs> yeah no I, I i legit had like uh that's like a happy panic attack it's like it was a full-on panic attack but like in a positive way it's called a bliss attack so yeah which is what we consequently hope everybody has when they listen to the new record yeah get ready for your bliss attacks people that's right Get your, I don't remember what that medication was, but edibles. Yeah, get your edibles. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing that I live in Indiana, those are not legal for me. But if you are in a state that's legal, go for it. Uh, <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> I have to legally say that. Uh, but <laughs> it is really cool. Like, um, just having having the, the emotions, like especially like listening back to something you've accomplished. I've only had that once in the, in my lifetime. It happened last year, but I can definitely relate to that because it it is just it is a lot of emotion, especially when you work hard at something to actually hear it back. There's really nothing like it, and it's really yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, and it's like super special too because like you already know how the song is gonna go. Like you already know because we've been practicing but it's unexpected when you hear it back and it just blows you away. You're like, holy shit. So um, that was really special. It's also cool because like you can hear, you know, when you're all in the studio and it's just a wall of sound, like I can't hear her bass lines really. I, can, I know that she's there, but like, you know, I'm playing drums and shit, so I'm not really paying attention to what anybody else is doing. And then when you able to sit down and listen to the whole thing, it's like, oh, that solo is awesome. Or that bass line is great. Or, you know, and I've had other projects in the past where it wasn't like, that sounds great. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? And it was like <laughs> the same thing I've been doing for the last year. It's like, well, it doesn't work now. And so we didn't have any of that, though. It was super smooth. It was awesome. Well, I'm, I'm really glad to hear it was a very positive experience uh, for you guys. But it, it is like sometimes you can't uh, like hear everything that's going on until like, you, you hear the finished product and it sounds yeah. different than like how you experience it while recording. So actually to have that and have such a great experience of doing that, I'm very happy for you guys. Exactly. I did want to talk about, before we talk about medicine, uh, so one of the songs I believe actually 
this is on medicine, I believe, too. Uh, Bebop lives. Uh, it's got a little bit of an interesting background. How? What, what's the story behind that song? Yeah. Uh, do you mean the story of how it originated or the story yeah. of its lyrics? Uh, or both? <laughs> about both. Okay, cool. So two things. Help me. Two things. Yep. Okay, so the story of how it originated actually is, so I, I had been in this band called Heavy Apparatus, which is a super sick band. Like, you should totally check them out. Um, but anyway, one of the songs was called uh, Telling Flies. And it was like almost a completely, it was a completely different song. And I asked permission uh, to Charlie I was like, hey, like, is it cool if I revamp these lyrics? Because I totally envision a different storyline with this song when I was part of that band. And he was like, yeah, totally. So I rewrote it and uh, we can go into the storyline. But um, then after I departed ways with that band, um, you know, I that that song really spoke to me, especially because I had adjusted it. And so I talked to Charlie again, I was like, hey, listen, like, I really liked those lyrics I wrote. Is it cool if I do basically like a beatbox 2.0, you know? And he's like, yeah, totally, that's great. So Alex and Jeff never heard the original beatbox, which had been telling, telling flies. Um, I basically created a new song and put my lyrics over it, but we still wanted to pay homage to Beatbop Lives or uh, Beatbop. So, um, so, you know, that's how it came to be. That's the new song. That's the first song we wrote together too. Yeah. Uh, so the storyline is basically, okay, so it's a robot, right? And his name is Beatbop. And he's kind of like, having an identity crisis. And all these people are telling him things like, oh, but you can't think like that. No, you can't act that way. And he's like, but that's what I'm thinking and that's what I'm acting like. And you know, that's how it is for me. And I think that that also is very similar to how humans are. You know, we, people kind of like want to put humans in a glass jar and make them feel or think a certain way. So it's kind of that, story but into a relatable loving robot who's also really scary it's kind of an allegory for the human experience play, yeah played by a, a crazy robot yeah poor beatbox of course he's only crazy because the people make him crazy right exactly that's the whole thing yeah definitely i i really enjoyed that one that was actually that's my favorite off the uh off the live earth tone recording uh ep because uh, I, I really like, because I, I definitely felt the connection with like the song you know, and the storyline in it, because it did feel like very relatable. Because I know a lot of people, at least, have told me like, if you're doing this, you gotta look like this, you have to act like this. I, you know, people told me to dye my hair to stand out more, and it's just not the stuff that I wanted to do, like with what I was. Yeah, like screw those people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. This is 2022. Screw them. <laughs> yes. But I, 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 I think the whole, like, just the recording of it and uh, coming up with, with the song. So, like, for you, like, obviously, uh, the original Bebop was big inspiration for you. So how was it, like, uh, like writing Bebop Lives as, like, a sequel to Bebop? Oh, yeah, that was very interesting, right? Um, I, okay, so this is, this is my writing process because with Bebop Lives, uh, 
we do this thing called like pitching. Like some of the guys will like come up with something and they pitch it. They're like, oh, hey, like, what do you think of this? Like, I'll write something and I'll say, hey, what do you think of this? And it's really just the skeleton. And then all three of us will put the meat on and the bone and like the skin and create the whole song. Um, so with recreating it, it was very interesting. And this is my, this is my writing process is I literally get into the car and I just, zone out and I just drive and I will sometimes I'll listen to other tracks from other artists but I will literally just like zone out and then I'll turn everything off and I'll be in silence and I'll just kind of think the same thing I'll be like okay here's the tune okay here's the lyrics and then I'll zone out and my brain literally just creates it so I was focusing on the lyrics and then the rest came to it and it just became a completely new song and then I came back to my trailer and I got my phone and I was like okay here's the parts blah, blah, blah. and I sang it I sang the song and I sent it to them and then I think I did an acoustic too with my with my bass part yeah and then I sent it and uh when they oftentimes they kind of put the put the stuff together or she'll put an idea together she'll get to Alex Alex will write a guitar part to it and then what I really try to do, my approach is really just give the song what it needs, give it the beat that it needs, and, and give it the, the movement that it needs, and really not much else. I mean, if you've, you've heard what I do. Like, I'm not particularly flashy, but what I everything that I do has a spot in the music, and I, I don't try to overplay or underplay. I try to, you know, really find that pocket. Yeah. So, uh, so for that one, yeah, I just, I just really just listen to the the guitar parts and the bass parts over and over again and usually i'll come up with a couple of ideas and then when we actually sit down and workshop it'll be like i can see this going two ways and then i play way one and then i play way two and then we talk kind of build it from there so yeah i don't know how he drums i don't i'm glad he's the drummer because i don't know how to do it <laughs> and that, that's why he's here that's why he's part of the band yes i no, and uh, for for you, Jeff, uh, I would say like you're you're uh, you're effective and you're very functional with your drumming. That's the way I would describe it. That's the goal, yeah. And before we start talking about the brand new album, Medicine, let's hear a short clip of Bebop Lives by White Fuzzy Bloodbath.
But I do want to talk about, since I, I did mention the intro, I mentioned it a few times even leading up to this. So brand new album, Medicine, drops on June 11th. Yes, it does. <laughs> I, like a I, because, dropping. That's right. And because I am me, I've had the opportunity to check it out and listen to it. Uh, so before I really uh, talk about you know my stuff and uh, what I have, but how was it? For you guys, I know we already talked a little bit about your writing process for the EP. How was it writing this album? And since it's like the first album with this current lineup. It was pretty crazy because we've been so busy playing all these shows and stuff. It's like, okay, we got to focus on getting ready for this show. So we're going to practice and we run the sets. And then it's like, maybe we've got a little bit of, of time and brain power left at the end. And we'll kind of like put together half of the song and then the next time we record all of our practices so that when we ever jam or anything like that we can kind of we don't have to rely on memory because <laughs> it doesn't work um yeah so we just kind of uh we really actually didn't start really writing and focusing on writing until uh damn what january yeah, really sitting down and combing through it January because we had we had the majority of it done because like, you know, just here and there we're like, ooh, that's awesome. Ooh, that song is killer. But then you want to make the album flow in a certain way. So some songs we didn't use and some songs we like literally wrote for the album. So, yeah, I'd say like January is when we really, really started focusing on it. Yeah, I I really enjoy it. I really like the, like, I don't really know how to describe your guys' style. I just call it the white fuzzy bloodbath style. Um, nice. I don't, I don't really hear, you know, too many bands with, you know, just that different style. Because I know you guys are only, like, there's only three members of the band, but you guys make it sound, you know, bigger than just, like, there's three members performing this music. Hell yeah. That's the goal. Put the power in power trio. Hell yeah. Three members, that's it. No many, not too many heads. Three is enough. Especially when you got heads like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, for you guys, so I know when I've talked to bands, you know, either right around release time for an album, they say sometimes that the hardest part is making like the song list of like what sounds good, you know, the flow of the album as you were talking about. How is it for you guys? I think we kind of came up with it organically just while playing shows and just kind of seeing like uh, some of the songs just kind of naturally flow together because Alex uses a certain guitar for that part. Yeah, we just kind of workshopped together a set list and we like the way this song flows into this song and this song flows into that one. So while we may not necessarily have played all of the songs through in a single set until recently, we kind of had an idea of what would flow into what and that's kind of what how yeah. that built out yeah a lot of trial and error through the shows yeah. um because uh, you know you you really understand what works and what doesn't through watching the audience and if they're just going totally bananas when the next song hits so if they're just going crazy you're like okay that worked you know that flow worked yeah you, you get you get good transitions and as you can see in the beginning it kind of like the songs kind of flow one to one into each other. Blah. 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 We're good at writing music, but sentences. Uh. Talking. Not so much. <laughs> no. I just have uh, things with sticks. Her words are overrated, so it's all right. That's right. 
but yeah, to get like the live reaction feedback from you know from crowds from playing music, actually, it's the first first uh, uh, time during the interview a band you guys have actually said that. But that makes a lot of sense, though. Yeah, because you actually get to see in person right away how someone's going to react to hearing this song. And that's kind of how we figured out what we wanted to put on the album too. Cause like, you know, we write a song and it sounds awesome to us, but if we play it and it's a total dud and no one really gives a shit, then maybe we'll workshop it again. But everyone's really gone nuts over the song. So we're, uh, we're super excited about it. Definitely. And I, I really love the, the album just cause it's, um, it's different from the, like the music I listen to. And I absolutely, I, I say that in like, the nicest way because i really enjoy it it's 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 a trip like the whole album is like seriously a trip good so happy to hear that because that's like what we want yeah we want to be that extra element we want to be the missing link between rock and metal like we want to be heavy but we're a good time like that's what we want there's a uh, a rap group from wisconsin that i really like called the crest and they have a song called Evil You Can Dance To. And that really kind of- <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> perfectly describes our album, so, uh, and, our, and our sound. So that's kind of, it's kind of the new, uh, when people ask me what we sound like, I say it's evil you can that's dance That's sick. To. That's great. We should use that from going, going forward. I think we should. You, you definitely should. That is a perfect way uh, to describe White Fuzzy Bloodbath. And I know uh, currently out right now, uh, a little bit, people get a little bit of taste of what the album is still. You guys released that as a, the single for the album. I do want to talk about that. So how, what, for specifically for Still, how was it uh, developing that song? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, so that was actually one of the songs that we were like, should we put that one in? Should we use a different one? And I'm so glad that we decided to put that one in. Um, Alex is the one that pitched that one, actually. Mm, yeah. He was like, hey, guys, I got this riff. And we're like, that's it. That's the one. Um, and then, I, you know, me and Alex and Jeff, like, worked it all together. Um, that one came together real fast, too. Yes. Like, we all just kind of knew what we wanted. Even that weird-ass bridge part with, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like kind of a swing sort of song kind of feel in the middle and then but there's like the the um the before and after of the bridge is like some of the heaviest riffs we've ever played so it's pretty wild i find that the things that are the most organic and like your first or second take that's where the feeling is and that's where the energy is because i mean i think we I think we did still, I think we wrote that like four practices and then we just polished it the rest of the time. Yeah. So super quick, but yeah, that, that one crushes. It's like one of the new ones that we have, it totally shows the element of who we are. Like it's, it's killer. It's weird. It's wild. It's fast. It's fun. Yep. And I think that's what I, I really like about you guys. Like the, the music is because I never know what to expect. Like just even in the span of like 30, 30 to 60 seconds, I don't know what's going to even happen in that short of time frame with you guys. I think that's what I really like. About oh, dude, that just gave me that. chills. That's so awesome. That's cool. We like to, we like to uh, play tricks and confuse and, and uh, 
uh, play with the listeners' ears. That's like one of my favorite things about going on stage when there's, you know, like a handful of people who don't know us. They're just like there. And they're like, oh, this like chick, like on the bass, whatever. And then I'm like, ah! and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I, I just love the element of surprise. I really do. Yeah, it's it's super fun to surprise people with what, with what we bring, especially if they've, yeah, if they've heard, heard us before. But even like people that have been listening to us for a while, just dropping a new song, you know? Totally. Yeah, definitely. I really, uh, at least I really enjoy, uh, you have very intense screams uh, in the music, and I really dig that. Thank you. Yep, it's so, what's inside me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's especially funny when, like, you know, we're playing in front of people like, holy shit, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> it, it is only like, I, I know some people kind of base like how like music, you know, just based what the music is going to be based off how people look or, you know, act and stuff like that. But I don't do that because you never know exactly like what they're capable of. And it's always, I always like to be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, so uh, on June 11th, Medicine will be released. But also on June 11th, you guys got a Elmer Lee show for Medicine at the uh, Caravan Lounge, San Jose. What can people expect from this album release show? So uh, they can expect a wild ride because we've got uh, this awesome ska band called La Maldita Cruda from San Jose coming in to uh, to open the show. And then uh, we've got these friends in a band called I of Aquila. Mm -hmm. Aquila. I have Aquila. Aquila. Thank you. Aquila. Mm -hmm. um, I always want to say Aqu Aquila. Yeah, we always want to say Aquila like tequila. I but have it's, Aquila. But it's Aquila. They're from uh, Merced. And uh, they brought us out to one of their favorite places to play. And we had a great time and, and really, really enjoyed those guys musically. So we're bringing them to San Jose with us. And uh, everyone can can hear the, how awesome they are. And then we're going to close out the night. So it's, it's going to be an awesome, awesome show. Yeah. And we're playing the album front to back. In order? Yep. In yep. order. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, I've been to a couple shows where a band has done that, and honestly, I think it's one of the coolest experiences, especially like as solid of album as Medicine is. That sounds like an awesome time. Cool. Nice. Yeah. I wish you could fly out here and be here for this one. I do wish I could be there, yes. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Slightly far away. Just slightly. Yeah. Just a little bit. This is going to be a really cool show because, uh, like what Jeff said, we're doing it with a bunch of our friends. Um, and also, the Caravan is one of those venues that really helped bring us up when we were a baby band. Like, when we were first starting out, they always, like, put us on good shows. They, like, knew what bands we'd work well with. They, they were, they're such a cool venue, and they treat bands really well. So we really want to, like, you know, throw, throw it to them and... Like, literally, this show might sell out. Like, might sell out. It's a smaller venue. Uh, we've kind of outgrown this size of a venue. So, like, obviously, we want to pack house. 
and do well with the caravan and give them, you know, the money that they deserve because they totally helped us when we needed it. Um, so it's just going to be a really good time. And I'm just like super hoping that this thing is sold out. So we'll see. Yeah, it's been a while since you've been there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has. The last time we were there was 2017. Yeah. So, like, yes. yeah. So, it's like everybody's super stoked. Obviously, the caravan's are really excited for us to be back there. Um, we've been playing bigger venues, so it's just really good to kind of go back to our roots. And, like, like I'm saying, I, I, I think this is going to sell out. And if not near two, because the last show that we played or one of the last shows we played, my birthday show, we almost sold out. So like this place is a little bit smaller. Uh, I just, I really hope that people are just like trying to climb through the windows getting in. <laughs> I, I definitely, I hope you guys have a really great show. If anyone listening to this is interesting, event link will be in the description for it as well. I do hope you guys, it's a, it's a sold out show. And you guys have a great time. It's it's going to be a huge party. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I think. That's right. Oh yeah. So for you guys, obviously, so coming back to this venue, uh, you know, as you said, a little bit of a smaller venue. Coming back after five years, uh, how are you guys are going to prepare for this show? Anything you do anything a little different, or you're just going to show up and rock some faces? Show up and rock some faces, man. We already got this dialed in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty much fresh out of the studio, so we're as dialed as we've ever been. It's awesome. Yeah. And like, we've been able to grow uh, because of all of the these successes, especially in the last year. I mean, we have Ben now, who is our manager. So he really, you know, he helps get the show ready. And then we have a crew too. Uh, we have like three to five people depending on their availability. So like we literally have a merchandise person. We have a stagehand. So all we do is show up and rock out and have fun. It's it's incredible. And we're so like lucky and honored to be at this place where now we have a really cool manager and, and crew members uh, to help us along this ride. I have to worry about me throwing up my back, pulling in a uh an amp right before the show or anything like that. It's, yeah. it's real nice. Yep, I'm very, very happy for you guys. As I, you know, I've, I've interviewed you guys a year ago and seen your progression, even just for, like within the last year, you guys obviously you had, you had a manager, you had some uh, crew to help you out. And just seeing the progression, it makes me you know, really happy for you guys. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks. It's, it's awesome. So I do gotta ask, last thing I wanna talk about, uh, at least on the live show side, what is your favorite song to perform live? Ooh, that's a tough one. For, oh, for me, probably Medicine. Um, that one is just, that one is like kind of the epitome of the white fuzzy bloodbath roller coaster ride. You know, it kind of starts out kind of melancholy and then we come in and Elise channels her inner demon. Yeah. And uh, that one just has a really nice build to it. And then we have that crazy outro at the end where people just go ballistic. And um, I'm very, very tired at the end of that one. <laughs> I really like to play it. I, I, I'm shocked to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Jeff, I'd have to agree with you, actually, because um, going through the set because we have to play medicine last because it, do, it does have that big climax to it but also it literally tires us out and we're like hey that's it um but uh i i agree with you because every song i go through i'm like oh 
that was cool or oh that felt really good and then I'm like oh this one's my favorite but then I think you're right like towards when I get to medicine that's like the epitome of of everything so medicine is definitely by far right now my favorite to perform and it's the uh, title track of the album as it turns out yes it is yes what a coincidence <laughs> But I and just seeing like the the live footage uh, of you guys from like your shows, you guys bring so much energy to the stage. It's like even just watching through video, I can feel the energy. Nice. Yeah, um, I'd say probably the rule of thumb that's been happening lately is every show we've been playing, we've been doubling. So people who watch us come to the next one. And that's a really good sign. And um, we we also have a Patreon now. So we have a super exclusive club called the Bathheads Club. And that skyrocketed recently with all these shows. Um, so it's just really cool to like see people coming back and people like, you know, wearing their little club member pins and it, it just shows like, oh, cool, we're doing something right. Like we're making people like feel something and people actually like enjoy raging with us. And I, I think especially after the pandemic where people just want to scream and go crazy, <laughs> like this is perfect, you know? Definitely. I like my first show, like first like big show back after the pandemic, it was actually, it was, it was Everclear, Living Color, um, the Hoovastank and uh, Weedus, which cool. is a very random lineup, by the way. But, it's a little uh, weird, but yeah, also. But Living Color threw down. I just want to say that. But I'm sure they did. It, even even for like the opening bands, like the crowd was actually like everybody was just getting into the music. I was kind of surprised, you know, not to knock the Hoovastank, <laughs> but I was kind of surprised, but also very happy that like you know people. I think they missed you know the live shows so much, and I think maybe took it for granted just a little bit. So now, now that everything's kind of back in full swing, I think people are like, we better enjoy this because we don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. Super grateful for live events like that. Exactly. And I'm glad we, you know, I, I just went to two shows this weekend. So I'm very, I'm, I'm glad we got the you know, live music back. And honestly, I'm enjoying every minute of it again, because you just never know. Yeah, totally. So now for you guys, I have a, Challenging question that I've added for this season. I know a lot of bands do struggle with it, but I think it's the question I think I need to ask. What is um, your favorite moment from White Fuzzy Bloodbath so far? Oh, God. What's my favorite moment? I have a good re recent favorite moment. Okay. Because I don't so know if it's like the favorite moment, but recent. So at Urbani Cellars, which was the last show that we played, um, I looked out into the crowd and I saw like a handful of people singing the lyrics and I was like, oh my God, it's working. Like people are actually paying attention. This is amazing. And it just like, I like almost forgot to sing the lyric because I was like, oh, I was looking out into the crowd. Um, but that was definitely one of my most recent favorite moments. That was cool. I think for me, uh, so there's uh, a legendary place called Bottom the Hill in San Francisco. And then there's this really awesome club in San Jose called The Ritz. And in the 20 plus years that I've, oh, damn, it's 20 years, 20 years now I've been in this, in this music scene, I've always wanted to play both of those places. And I played both of them in the same week with Bath. 
It was amazing. Yeah, it was it was like two bucket list venues in the same week. It was it was awesome. So I think I would probably put that uh, as my favorite moment, and then also probably have to go with the bliss attack moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good moment. Yeah. No, definitely. And, you know, to do like stuff that like, is on your bucket list that you don't think, you know, or even like it's going to take a while to get to or not going to happen like very almost simultaneously. That's an awesome experience just in its own right. And uh, for at least I, I talked to uh, another musician recently and she got to perform at a football stadium for her own original music. And wow. She's like those. She's like, that's almost like the pinnacle for me because like I got invited because of my original music. So that's awesome. It, it's cool, especially have people like singing the lyrics with you guys. That's awesome. And, you know, you, you obviously you guys are doing. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, right's not the right word, but you're you got great music. There we go. That's what yeah. That that people Thank can uh, connect with and obviously sing the lyrics back too. Yeah, so, that, that's awesome. That's that, hopefully that that snowball keeps rolling downhill. So. Right. I, I, I hope uh, for you guys as well. Uh, I, I'm going to leave uh, the Patreon link uh, in the description of this podcast as well awesome. for people to check out. Now, uh, I'm really enjoying chatting with you guys, so I'm going to keep you guys probably for just a little bit longer. Uh, I do have a wacky question that I, I modified from somebody, so from another podcast I, I listened to. Uh, so for you guys, I think it's a great question. Uh, what are three things that are guaranteed to be in your, in your fridge? Okay, number one for me is coffee, for sure. Always need coffee. Uh, there we go. Uh, uh, probably about 27 different kinds of hot sauce. Oh, that's a good one. The uh, number Dude, one. I, I love hot sauce too, yes. Um, okay. Pickles. I like pickles. A is lot. it fridge only? Because my second would be chocolate, but I keep that in the pantry. How about just in your kitchen? In okay. the kitchen. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, if it's in the kitchen, there's going to be cat food for sure, but that's not, <laughs> that's not for me. Um, Come on, Jeff. <laughs> you sure you're not on my strange addiction? Yeah, right. Um, uh, micheladas. Ooh, yeah, micheladas. That's actually in our writer now. Yeah, micheladas. Hmm. And I don't know. I'm like, okay, so coffee. Coffee too. Yeah, coffee. Yeah. I, can I say double coffee? Because coffee is like <laughs> a, a must for me. <laughs> if, if you say that, I have to. Then my follow-up question is, how many cups do you drink in a day? Oh. I only drink two, but it doesn't take much for me. I'm very tiny. I'm sitting on, I'm actually sitting on a double stool right now to keep in line with Jeff. Really? Otherwise I'd be, yeah. otherwise I'd be a much shorter. So it doesn't take much for me. Yeah, we have to put a phone book on her seat so her feet can meet, reach the pedals and I have, everything. I have really? a little, I have a case that my feet are on right now too, to sit. Yeah, otherwise it'd be really different. Well, I, you guys got some good production because I wouldn't have known that. Look. Yes. Yeah, it looks very nice. Yeah, yeah. Ben is amazing. Ben's yeah. a professional. He set this up. He's great. Yeah, I'm six foot five. So, oh, and yeah. I'm five foot three. Yes, <laughs> Just a little bit of height uh, difference there. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when people don't know, um, 
the band. They think that Jeff is the band's security. They really do. That's pretty funny. And then he gets behind the drums, and they're like, oh, he's the drummer, not security. Okay. <laughs> Although, I will say, I do feel very, very safe with Jeff around. Yeah, he could definitely double with security. As, as a former security guard for wrestling shows, I think you could definitely pull off security. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of wrestling, Chaos Creator, the track Chaos Creator, should be the intro to a wrestling match. Or like a walkout song. Yes. That's yeah. kind of actually how we wrote it originally, like with that kind of a vision of having that be like a wrestler's entrance music. Yes. So if you happen to be a wrestler yeah. and you're listening to the show. If any wrestlers are interested, please contact Ben. Yes, definitely. Definitely do. And honestly, now that like, you say that, it definitely makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, no, that, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, as, uh, honestly, I'm a huge fan of wrestling too. Like, so I can definitely see that. For the new album, what did you think about the artwork? And what was your favorite track off of the new album? Oh, we're asking you the questions now, buddy. Yeah. Now the turntables have turned. <laughs> I was counting how many times this has happened uh, in my interviews because I've done about 240. Definitely not stalling for time, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and this is the I don't time. believe you. It's the fourth time this has happened on Super Cool Radio. Uh, so, favorite track. Uh, I like to say honorable mention of Sabotage because I loved it. Uh, but for me... Um, uh, it is, it's either monster or still, I will go with monster. Ooh, oh, cool. Wow. Okay. I like that. Cause I really liked it on earth tone recording, uh, the, the EP, but honestly, I really enjoy it on, uh, the album. So yeah, I'm going monster. Okay. Sweet. And artwork, uh, if I describe like, if, if I could just show a picture to describe you guys, it would be the artwork. <laughs> <laughs> Here, well, we can we can send you the artwork, and we'll. This is the artwork. Right Whatever there. you think this sounds like, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, if I had to describe white fuzzy bloodbath, I would just go artwork. So you know, we had two different artists work on that. Really. Yeah, so the bottom uh, with the mountains filled with candy and pills and needles and and uh, ice cream and all that. So that's the artist who did the Sugar and Rock artwork. Okay. So she's a carryover into this next album. And then the top with the smoke monster is Ryan Case. So the person who did the, the uh, mountains, her name is Daniela Brady, and then Ryan Case did the smoke monster and that is the epitome it like shows the progression because if you listen to sugar on a rock and then you listen to medicine and then you're going to listen to probably the next stuff we put out like that is li literally the progression in which this music is going i i think that it is really cool especially uh the, the artwork looks looks phenomenal and for you guys did you kind of give them direction on like what the artwork was or you just said hey you know, make something that kind of matches what we're doing. Yeah, like we had this vision 
of the of the candy mountainscape with like an eruption of of complete contrast like oil on water so pretty much like described it to them and and they did their thing yeah we definitely wanted to tie in the visuals from the previous album like hey we're still the same band but we're evolving into this other monster hey monster <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah see See, exactly. I knew my response would be good. Yes. And that's basically what it was, yeah. So but we have this other song called uh, Mountain that's uh, like 10 and a half minutes long. We're still actually kind of writing it. We had planned to have that on the album, but we kind of realized it was its own separate thing. It's its own album. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the inspiration of the mountain itself kind of came along with that song and so that kind of started the the visual idea like okay well we're not going to put mountain on this record but um it's still an important visual aspect that we wanted to capture on the on the artwork definitely so. yeah for sure and honestly you know it's a seeing that like how the connection is between um sugar and rock to medicine so now like you know whatever you decide to do with mountain you know, it's a, you know, obviously there's a mountain in medicine, the artwork, so it, it all ties in it's a, it, with everything. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's pretty close to a concept album too. Like, it maybe doesn't tell like a one continuous story, but it's all kind of different um, different interpretations of the same idea of like struggling with your identity and um, how you're perceived and um, just kind of who you are in the world. Yeah, like a lot of mental focuses, like depression, like thoughts of suicide, mania, but also like bliss attacks and super happiness, just kind of that roller coaster of like being human. I think that is, that's a great way to describe it. Uh, like the, the whole album, there's, you know, it's kind of different, not stories or, you know, per se, but there's different, um, you know, obviously styles of music. You know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but <laughs> I don't know what my point is, and people can fill in what my lead in would have been, is that there's themes woven throughout the whole album. It might not be directly like what the last song was, but it still has some kind of those different themes going on throughout the whole album. Yeah, yeah. So even even me as a host, I still can't think of what I want to say half the time. <laughs> yeah, we're all big fans of concept albums, and I think you know maybe at some point we'll do a full one. But uh, in the meantime, this is kind of skirting the line of concept album. Mm -hmm. so. Definitely. Well, I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan, so like you're talking to the right person about concept albums. <laughs> <laughs> so now, for you guys, as I'm uh, starting to wrap up this interview, what are the plans? for White Fuzzy Bloodbath for the rest of this year. It's, it's June, you got the album coming out. What do you guys have up your sleeve? So we have uh, a little tour that we're doing in August, a uh, week and a half, I think. Yeah. Yeah, week and a half. We're uh, uh, down in the LA area, and then we're traveling back up the coast, and then we are ending in, um, what is it? Willamette Valley, Oregon. Yes. We're playing Fire in the Sky Festival. Nice. And it's like a festival focused on women in rock. So they asked us to play 
and we're going to be there. Yeah, so anybody in the LA area, our tour launch is also going to be at our boutique in San Jose. We're going down to San Diego. We're going up into Sacramento. Um, just look it up. Like, you know, we're everywhere. So if you just type in White Fuzzy Bloodbath on Google, go to your platform of choice. We also have a website, whitefuzzybloodbath.com. Like, go there. Like, all of everything we're doing, all the tour dates. So that's, that's, that's what's next after this tour release. Um, I also want to say that people who join the club, the Bathheads Club on Patreon, it's like this super cool club. You get all the new merchandise. You get any music we release. So like all of our Bathheads are getting our album before anybody else is getting the album. Um, we also play a lot of like super secret shows. So we're always inviting our Patreons to our super secret shows. You get in on the guest list with a plus one if you come to any show that has ticket sales or whatever. Um, and also like you get to hang out with us before and after the show whenever we have like meet and greets. So it's, it's, it's really cool. So please like sign up and become a part of our club. Feed the monster. Yeah, feed the monster. Become a monster with us. <laughs> <laughs> sound like some really great perks so definitely check out the links in the description i will throw in uh, obviously the website the patreon link uh all the stuff relevant to white fuzzy bloodbath or just google it because that's a thing too uh but always but please check out stream support give a like to white fuzzy bloodbath awesome time hanging out with you uh guys. thanks for having yeah. us again matthew this was really fun yeah always fun to hang out with you man of course, it was a lot smoother this time than last time. It didn't take three hours to set up the interview, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> yeah, well, we went with the professional instead of the jerry-rigged nonsense that I was able to come up with. So. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ben, as well for me. Uh, but, yeah, please check out Stream Support. Give a like to White Fuzzy Blood Bath. New album, Medicine Drops, on June 11th. Make sure to check it out. Check out the links in the description. For Elise and uh, Jeff of White Fuzzy Bloodbath, I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty.